Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network on Black All News All You for Monday, July 16, 2012. This broadcast is designed to service the African-American communities in Chicago and around the world. Tonight's segment is a special broadcast called Intergenerational Music for the World with guest host, House legend, Mr. Harry Dennis. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010, now available on Amazon.com, and Mr. Dennis's co-host for this segment. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477, and I'll repeat that for you, 347-326-9477. At this time in the show, we usually have the chat room open, but it's feeling a little fickle tonight. But I'm going to get that open for you later because we want to take your questions from the chat room. It's been about a year since we've hosted one of these special music sessions. 
Chicago's Black Business Radio Network is really a talk show format that focuses on business. But a year and a half ago, we did a show with Mr. Boise Queen, who is a classical pianist, and uh, turned out very, very great. And I really regret waiting so long to do this again. But if you look at the music industry, it's certainly one of the biggest businesses on the planet. And we got some uh, a great musical lineup coming your way tonight, and we're going to run some other segments in the month of August. So be sure you watch us on Facebook and at Chicago's Black Business Network for updates. We know that our community has a rich musical history from the beginning of time till now. We also know that we all have our musical choices, and we are not here to knock anyone's choices. We are here to to enjoy some great music, learn about our musical history, and meet some great people in the industry. So be sure to mark your calendars calendars as we discuss the music and entertainment industry from all generation, generations and genres. But before we introduce our guests for the evening, Mr. Curtis McLean and Mr. Jerry C. King, we who who both have rich histories in the entertainment industry. As a matter of fact, one person, I won't say who it was, sent me a bio longer than my body. So we know these men with us tonight know entertainment. But before we bring them on, let me tell you just a little, little bit about our guest host, Mr. Harry Dennis. If you live in Chicago or you're from Chicago, you know Harry from all the house hotspots such as the Den One, the Warehouse, and the Music Box. That's probably, I'm the next generation. I'm the boogie-oogie-oogie generation. But more than 25 years ago, I believe, he may have still been in college then, Harry created a sensation with his first hit single, Dining, released in 1986 by DJ International, now a cult classic. From, from there, he formed the group The It and has throughout the years worked with some of the house music greats. Mr. Dennis's lyrical style has been coined Deep House by his colleagues. Let's see if any of you househeads from Chicago can recognize some of Harry's house music hits. Want to see if you know your house music. She left for another man. All the thoughts upon the hand. As she flew to Japan. I can quite understand. She left for another man. She was all my best made plans. I gave her diamond ring. A simple person every day. I'm 
You're listening to a special broadcast called Intergenerational Music for the World. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network and co-host for this segment. Let's welcome our guest host, Chicago's own house music master, Mr. Harry Dennis. Welcome to the show, Harry. How are you? Hello, Ms. Purdue, and how are you? I'm doing just great. I'm doing just great. So we meet on the air again. Harry did a segment of the Tough Questions a few weeks ago, and it was quite enjoyable. You can listen to it in our archives. So, Gary, Harry, I'm glad to have you back again. Hey, I'm glad you had me back. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, Harry... We certainly, we're certainly looking forward to getting deep into a discussion about the music industry tonight with you and your special guests. But first, why don't you take a little time to tell us about yourself and tell our audience what they were just listening to. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, I'm Harry Dennis. Uh, I was born on the west side of Chicago, and um uh, 
I uh, suppose I went to a West Side West Side schools, but I got a permissive transfer to grow up north, which introduced me to all different types of individuals, and that's where I got rooted into music. Uh, I went to Sin Sin High School up north, and uh, I got introduced to every every type of nationality and everything. And I mean, it was like a, a junior college right there, you know. And um, uh, from there, I did go to college. And uh, after I graduated, I came back up here and ran to my old buddy, Ron Hardy, who was the DJ at the Music Box. And uh, we got together and uh, did uh, my first tune, Donnie. And after that, uh, hey, I just went. I, I you, just, you just kept going, huh, Harry? Now tell us, um, tell me, Harry. Now where, where is Sin High School at? That's up on. Uh, is that on Peterson? Where is that? Fifty-nine Bryn Mawr. Oh, okay, Bryn Mawr, Bryn Mawr. Okay, yeah. so you went from the west side all the way over to Bryn Mawr. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, that was a good experience. Two hours and a half, but it was worth it. It was worth it. Cool. <laughs> Cool. That's wonderful. It, 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 formed, it formed your character. Now, Harry, uh, tell our listeners. We're gonna I mean, we're gonna talk a little bit more about you know your history and house music and that type of thing. But tell our listeners uh, about those three songs that we were listening to. What's the title of those three songs that we gave them a little sample of? And tell us about each one of those songs. Okay, let me tell you about this first one you played to open the show with. That was. That was by this guy named Martin Feist. Uh, and he, the guy, he's from Germany. And, uh, you know, he just happened to be one of the guys that, you know, that, that came from, you know, that evolved from house music, you know. And there's so many styles of house, but that form is called ambient, you know. Uh, it's soft and very easy for the listening. Uh, and it takes you up, takes you to places, you know. Now, it's now back to those those three songs that we're talking about. Uh, they will start the show off. Uh, those three songs were were done by some of the real legends of house music. And if you're a uh, hardcore house music lover, you know those tunes. Uh, of course, there are many more, but I focus on those because we are still friends. And uh, and we still kick it. And usually, usually the crowds go wild when any one of those songs are performed at <laughs> any show. Most of the people involved with these classics are classic people like the late Ron Hardy, Frankie Knuckles, Chip E, Larry Heard, Robert Owens, Curtis McClain, Marshall Jefferson, and myself. And we are still uplifting our beloved house music into the 21st century. Great, great. Now, how how did it come about that you recorded this song? How did you uh, become a recording artist? It says that you recorded that, uh, released it to DJ International. How how did how did house music come alive back then? Well, 
Well, it came alive by this brother, Jesse Saunders and Vince Lawrence. You know, they were really the first people who really put out a house tune. And uh, uh, they were taught this house tune by the legendary Frankie Knuckles, who came from New York. And uh, Frankie had the secret. You know, he had the drum machines, the rolling drum machines. And that, that was what was putting the beats behind all the music at the time. So um, my DJ friend, Ron Hardy, he knew Frankie Knuckles. And I asked Ron, I said, man, Ron, we should make a cut. But we need to know what Frankie is using. So we went to Frankie's house, and uh, Frankie Knuckles told us that he was using a 707, a rolling 707 drum machine. And uh, I got that rolling 707 drum machine, and as funny as it might sound, that Donnie, the Donnie beat was already programmed into the machine. So <laughs> my mom bought the machine. My mom paid $500 for the machine. Uh, so uh, with that Donnie beat, I made that money back. So, so you know, I, I, I want to thank the person who ever programmed that machine. <laughs> right. And, uh, right. And, and, uh, from there, that's how, you know, that's how we get into house music. Now, this second song, Can You Feel It? Tell uh, us about that song. Okay, Can You Feel It? by my uh, partner, Larry Heard, who uh, was on Donnie with me. You know, I met him also in this process, you know, uh, when going through the scene. I met Larry, and Larry is a, a well-trained uh, musician. He went to Vandercook Music Conservatory, and he's a real trained musician that, you know, he can do anything. So uh, that, that Can You Split, uh, it, it had, that version got Dr. King's voice in it, you know, because we want to get some of the young, younger people to know their, their heritage, know their history, and, you know, they would listen to our music and this song was a perfect beat for that uh, speech by Dr. King, you know, and they loved it. They ate it up. <laughs> they ate up the, the record, Can You Feel It? And, man, like I say, whenever, whenever it's performed, anytime we get big reactions. Now, even I know Can You Feel It, and I do know that one, okay? Now, Move Your Body. Tell us about Move that. Move Your Body. That's that's another my 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 friend, uh Curtis McLean and Marshall Jefferson. Um uh, by the end of this show you know what Marshall Jefferson had to do with everybody that's here. So uh uh Curtis Curtis was the voice and uh move your body. Uh was it really? Oh great, great, wonderful. Now as we meet your guests and talk about your guests later on, we're going to talk some more about the uh, legends in house music, including yourself. We'll talk a little bit more about what you, you've done and what, you, what you're working on now. As a matter of fact, at the end of the show, we'll be sure to play Jungle Wuss. Now, also, I'd like to know, you know, as you guys discuss, you know, music and the music industry, What's going on overseas in house music, and how is it different from the beginning, and who are the players now in house music? That's one thing I, you know, I'd like to know just personally for myself, because I've been out on the Internet just peeping around and peeping around. And uh, there's a lot of activity 
activity in house music um, across the ocean there, across the Atlantic. And just wondering what's going on and how you guys view that. That's one of the things, you know, I'd like to know as as we look forward to um you know, all the things that you're gonna offer. And, and let's talk and let's talk uh the business. Harry, let me just ask you about uh before we you know, we go to a break or something and, and bring on another guest. Describe the house music business for us in this day and time and how has it changed? Just the house music business in the United States. Harry, I think I may have lost my Harry. Harry Dennis? Okay. Then what we will do while we're waiting for Mr. Dennis to uh, sometimes there are issues, there are problems, there are issues. Maybe his phone. Harry, are you there? His phone may have dropped or there may have been a problem. Hello? Harry, are you back with us? Are you back with us? Oh, yeah. Sorry, can you hear I can hear you now. I can hear you now. So you're back with us. Wonderful, wonderful. Right. We live we live through technical difficulties. <laughs> we, we live through yeah. them. You know, the, you know, the Internet is a test and a half. You're either going to okay. be crazy or you're going to get smarter. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> but, uh... I don't know what happened. I do apologize. I apologize for Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to uh, Harry Dennis. That's our host. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue. Our segment tonight is Intergenerational Music for the World. I'm going to come back after the break and ask you that question. We're going to take a break, Harry. We're going to come back okay. uh, right after this, and hopefully they can get themselves together. We'll be, we'll be right back after this, people. <laughs> okay.
Now, I know everybody knows those songs. I know I know those songs. We're back, and you're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Tonight's segment is Intergenerational Music for the World with our guest host, Mr. Harry Dennis. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477, I still haven't opened up that chat room, have I? Oops. <laughs> Only <laughs> I only have one hand. Well, I got two, but I'm doing something else with the other one. To be a guest Uh-oh. of sponsor, <laughs> don't let your man run on down the road somewhere. To be a guest of sponsor, call us at 773-609-2226. Let's welcome our host, Mr. Harry Dennis, back to the show. Now, Harry, your first guest is Mr. Curtis McClain, who is also a Chicagoan. Curtis made his music mark with what is known as the house music after move your body harry why don't yeah. you give our listeners a, a little background on curtis mclean and welcome him to the show okay uh uh well my brother mr curtis mclean is my bestest friend the brother i never had uh Kurt, how's he going um I'm, I'm doing pretty good harry hey everybody how's everybody doing well, Kurt, uh, <laughs> I chose you as my R&B guy tonight because you are well-versed in that field, even though you are a house music legend. But we will talk about that more later in the show. Um, but first, I would like to get some feedback from you on this question. Do you think the front men are important in groups? And if so, or if not, why? Um, oh, the front man is very important in um in in, in bands because those the front man is the draw to the band. Um, uh, a good strong front man has most successful groups. Um, and I'm just going to name off a few groups that were very successful with good front men. Um, LTD with Jeffrey Osborne. Uh. The Commodores with Lionel Richie, of course. I mean, you only have to say Michael Jackson with the Jackson Five. Um, but a good, strong front man, um, those groups are basically pretty much more successful than the ones who 
And then I'll, I'll even go in so far to say as um, when you had groups with multiple front men, um, you know, like uh, Philip Bailey, Maurice White from Earth, Wind and Fire, you know, it was it was exciting, but it was like it was too much to focus on, you know, like I say, people like to come, you know, where things are simple, you know, you just focus on one person and the rest of the group makes the front man look good, you know what I'm saying? So I was a decent front man for on the house when we had our group. Uh, I never really looked at, um, even when I wanted to start singing, I always, as a kid, always looked at, I never looked at myself as a solo artist. I wanted to be in, a, like, a group or a self-contained band. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the front man is very important for a, a group because those are, those are they're the draw. Yeah. That's 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 exactly the way I was feeling about it. Uh, so, of those three tunes that we heard in your segment, uh, is there anything in common that uh, that you you have from the front man from any one those three groups? No, you know I didn't. I didn't hear the song. Well. The song is some function, let me put love in your mind, and the Jackson good times and the temptations. I wish we rain. Oh, um, you know, like uh, uh, all these, all their in, all their from in some uh, when they left the group or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what happened? Um, <clears throat> well, um. I, I I can only speculate. Um, I, like you know, the record labels are like, you know what, you the draw. Um, we're gonna separate you from these people here and put you out there like that. Now there has been times when a front man has left a group, and it was like the public didn't want to see them without. And I'm I was a big fan of this guy. He was one of my idols, um, Eddie Kendrick, Temptation. Eddie was the front man for the temp, but the fans did not want to see Eddie without the temptation. I mean, so, you know, you got the good good points and the bad points about being a good front man. I mean, it's like, and we'll use another example, Ralph Trashback when he left New Edition. Nobody wants to see Ralph without New Edition. So, you know, it's got his good points and his bad points. But um, uh, what was the question again, Harry? Uh, The front man, uh... For those those three groups, mm-hmm. when the front man left, do you think those groups still survive? You know, function the Temptations and the Jackson Five. You know, when Michael left, uh, do you think they were the same? When uh, function they they main guy left. Uh, the only group that lasted when the front man left was the Temps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, but those are the only groups. That's the only group that still lasted was the Temptations. Uh, uh, Confunction with Defunct. Um, the Jacksons still did their thing because, you know, they still had their fan base. But, um, you know, they, they they did their thing, but the only group that stayed successful was the Temptation. Listen to the radio either, but um, the stuff that I heard, that's you know, 
R&B, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, so soul music, I'll, I'll say that, soul music. Um, but uh, they put another label and put a new twist to R&B, so it's, um, I, I guess it's called Neo Soul now. But, you know, yeah. Okay. So, uh, man, Kurt, you, uh, uh, did you did you grow up did you grow up uh, in R and B or uh, I, I, what was your music preference? Um, R and B. Um, my music. Um, some of my favorite um artists was like I said, I I, I did a, um before they started doing self contained bands. I love vocal groups. Um, you know, Temptations, um, uh, the Dales. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Then when they started doing self-contained bands like the Commodores, Cool in the Gang, um, you know, that's where I was, you know, when I was like, oh, wow, this is what I want to do. Um, when I was a kid, you know, I used to sing. And uh, when my voice started changing, uh, I thought I lost my voice because, you know, I couldn't hit those those Michael Jackson notes I used to hit. And um, I took up guitar and I started playing guitar. And, um, Thing. Right, and 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 when it happened, um, my brother had a friend. My oldest brother had a friend that I used to sing, you know, in the backyards and out of doo walking and stuff. Um, he had came by, and uh, we had a cookout or something. He had came by and he said, "Man, come come on, ride to the store with me." So it was um, Chaka Khan, Sweet Thing came on the radio, and I mean, he was singing like he was singing when we were kids. And I'm like looking at him, I'm like, "Man, you still got it." And he told me, he "said you should have never stopped singing." And what started me back singing was um, I used to walk around the halls of school saying this this little monologue that Lionel Richie had um, just to be closed, you know. Uh, you know, I've never been through so many changes in my life. I've been up real high. And people was like, wow, you sound just like this guy. <laughs> and I would end it after the, the little monologue at the beginning of the song. And one day I went on and sang the song, and I started back singing ever since. I mean, I conditioned my voice. I mean, I was hitting that. That um that enchantment stuff. I mean, I could do glory as my natural. You know, I was like, wow, you know. So, and I, I took that advice that he gave me. Said you should have never stopped. You know, so um, but yeah. So that was you know that that was my my influence. Um, Stevie Wonder, um, uh, Eddie Kendricks, Michael Jackson. Um, there, there was a lot. Of, I mean, because I listened to everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got into house music, but you really was a high beat guy. Right, and, and, and let me let me let me explain how I got into house music. Um me, Marshall, um, Rudy Forbes and Tom Carr, we was all working at the post office. So when I started down there, you know, um you know, I had to come down to work singing, you know, and so Marshall was like it was another guy that worked on our machine named George. You know, he heard me, he's like, man, because he had a little vocal group that he had. He's like, man, I want you to be my lead singer. So I was like, oh, wow, okay. So Mars was like, oh, man, I got to find some kind of way to snatch this brother from him. <laughs> so we went and got, excuse me, we went and got some music equipment and stuff. And um, Jay brought a keyboard, he brought a keyboard, he brought a sequencer and stuff in the drum machine. And he was at, at home, you know, when he got off work, you know, in his spare time, he could all create music and stuff. So one night he came to work and he said, man, dude, he said, I wrote a song. He said, we're going to the studio to record it when we get off work. I said, oh, okay. So we go to the studio, get off work, we go to the studio, 
actually, I went home first, um, and the rest of the group went to the studio to lay the track down. So by the time I got to the studio, it was ready to be recorded. So I was sitting there listening to it, and I'm like, okay, Rudy didn't lay the piano solo at the beginning of the track. You know, I was sitting up there listening to it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. So um, Jay throws this piece of paper in front of me. He's like, all right, dude, this is the lyrics. And so I'm looking, I'm like, got a half house music all night long. So I said, okay. So now I'm going back to my R&B thing, you know, I say, um, what was that? I say, got a half house music. All night long. Uh-huh. They were like, no, 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 dude, no, no. He's like, give me those screaming vocals that you do sometimes at the job. <laughs> and so Tom was like, oh, man, you want to hear that twang in your voice. So I'm like, oh, come on, Jay. So he's like, no, dude. He's like, that's the way you got to do it. That's the way you got to do it. So, you know, I get out to the vocals. Um, um, then after I got done with the first verse, well, the only verse, yeah, that's when we came in. It is a move your body, move your body. Okay. He said, all right, dude, I need you to do ad-libs. So then that's when all of move your body. That's when all that came in, right? right? So we got done with that, and Jay's like, all right, that's a wrap. And so me and Tom looked at each other like, huh? Because, you know, we were used to changes and branches. None of us was familiar with our music but Marshall. Okay. And uh, we're like, where's the change? Where's the bridge? He's like, dude, this is it. This is house. I'm like, man. I said, man. I said, don't let nobody hear that, man. <laughs> He's like, what's wrong, dude? You don't like it? I said, ah. I said, man, just don't let nobody hear it, man. Man, he took the thing down to the music box that night. And Marshall's not the only person who told me this. He said, Ron Hardy played that song six times back to back. He said, yeah. I couldn't get enough of that track that night. Yeah. And that's how Move Your Body came about. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
you know, I'm old school house. You know, I, I still believe in the pianos, the strings, the hi-hats. Um, and, you know, it might sound kind of dated, you know, um, when you play it. Against, I see. I see. Right, right, exactly. But when you play it against that other stuff that they're playing in the clubs, you know, people are like, ah, man, where's this old track coming from, you know? So my thing is I'm going to stick with what I know, which is the old school, and um, let the DJs put their twist on it. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at. Cause, right. So, um, you know, that's basically, you know, I'm going I'm to do my thing. You know, something that I'm comfortable with, you know. Okay. So now, Kurt, do you think that uh, this song could be performed, move your bike could be performed by <laughs> the group without you. Uh, <laughs> well, anywhere around the world. Well, I, I, you know, I'm going to tell the story. I wasn't there. I, I can only tell the story how it was told to me. Um, when I left the group, I left the group because um, we were dealing with people that was taking money that didn't belong to them. And I got fed up with it. And this guy, and I don't want to say his name because he's not here to defend himself, um, he was associated with Marshall. But he was taking money from Marshall and everybody else. And I told Marshall, I said, hey, man, I said, this dude does not have a contract with me. He's not entitled to any of my money. So Marshall, you know, he didn't... Defend me, he defended him. So I said, well, you know what? Uh, I said, dude, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? So the guy calls me up and said, are you going on the tour? And I said, are you involved? He said, yeah. I said, then no, I'm not going. Now, they go out, do the show, do the tour. Um, after the tour is over, I get a phone call from another buddy, another buddy of ours that was in the industry that was over there on the tour. Mm-hmm. And he said, dude, he said, I was tempted to call you every night to tell you to jump on the next thing smoking over here to come help your boy out because he was going down in flames. He said he was on the verge of getting booed off the stage every night. Man. And I was like, wow. Um, and then, uh, and, and not trying to be funny, but Move Your Body was one of those songs that when we did that song, um, when we went out to perform it, Everybody's attitude was like, if it's not the guy that's actually singing that song on the record, I don't want to hear it. Right. And that's what that was. I mean, that's just how strong this song was. It was like they didn't want to hear nobody but the guy that actually recorded the song. They wanted to hear him singing it live. And, I mean, it was like it was so amazing that when when we first started going out on the road and, I mean, the response that we got when they heard that, uh, that just that, I mean, the crowd would just like go up in flames, and I'm like, wow. And I want to say that after about maybe six months on the road, that's when I started like a movie about it. <laughs> Well, I think it's about almost that time to go to another uh, okay. 
station break. Well, thank you, thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I really had a ball. Um, um, oh, let me say this: I'm gonna thank um everybody that supported um everything. I mean, not just me. Every artist that's ever done anything in house music. Um, thanks for the love and support. Um, I got new stuff coming out. Uh, open house recording. Um, you can find my stuff on Track Source. Um, only got a little over two thousand Facebook friends. If you're not a Facebook friend, hit me up, Curtis McClaney, on Facebook. Send me a friend request. Um, I need some friends, y'all. <laughs> 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 I guess I guess you, Curtis. I'll, I'll, I'll be over there. Be, I'll be your friend, Curtis. This is so. Hey, you, know, <laughs> you know what, Sonya? We already friends. Oh, we oh we are are we? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I hope we you are. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> but Curtis, don't leave. Curtis, don't leave. Okay. Uh, I'll figure out. I'll figure out what is I'll be here tonight. Oh, okay. Cool. We got a, a call out of California. You're listening uh-huh. to Intergenerational Music for the World. <laughs> that's Curtis McLean and that's Harry Dennis. Caller, uh, last four digits, 4306. Tell us who you are and where you're calling from, and uh, welcome to the show. Nice, quiet. Call out of California, 4306, last four digits. Now, we was in the screening room just talking and, and uh, going wow. on. <laughs> and I know your name, too. <laughs> now he's he quiet over there. I know your name, too. <laughs> and, and his phone number. Just as quiet as he could be. He was just, he was just going on over there. I'll come back. You know, he could have had, had to go take him a break, too. Who knows? I, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get back to him. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows what goes on in the screening room. We're just having us a ball. Okay. I, I was, well, I'm gonna go to break and find out what did he do? Lose his voice? Well, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully over he'll call back, soldier. Yeah, hopefully he'll call back. He right there on the switchboard listening to me. I should say his name, but anyway, I won't. I won't do that. <laughs> We want we want to remain friends with him. Right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but we but we will go to the break and we'll check on our boy to be sure that he is okay. You listen right, to intergenerational. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to intergenerational music for the world, and we are having a good time. Uh, our guest host this evening is Mr. Harry Dennis. I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue. Founder of Chicago's Black Business Network and author of Black America Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book One, Twenty Ten, and Mr. Dennis's co-host for this show. Our caller number is three four seven three two six nine four seven seven, three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. We're having a good time, people. Don't be scared of us. It's okay. There's some other people on the switchboard. You know, they wouldn't open their mouth, but that's okay. Some people just want to listen, and I want you to listen, and I want you to be with us throughout the show. I'm not. I'm not gonna frighten you. It's not a scary experience. It's all cool. We just real laid back here. It's all good. We're going to go to a break, uh, get some support from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hello, this is Prentice L. Allison, founder and president of SPSI, Service Perfect Solutions Incorporated, a network of financial service professionals teaching people how to use life insurance and annuities 
to retain more of their income and pay the least tax on it. Our toll-free number is 877-902-9048. We are proud to have serviced more than 500 clients, national and international, from ages 0 to 99 for the past 30 years. My tip to you today is, if you are a business owner with at least one employee, including yourself, it would behoove you to get business life insurance. Why? Thank you for asking. Seven points I want to leave with you. Your premiums are tax deductible. Your policy bills cash tax deferred. Your cash reserve inside the policy is yours to use tax-free. The policy will replace your income if death occur prematurely. The company will pay the premiums if you become disabled. The policy will return all premiums to you when you retire. Last but not least, make sure your agent is well experienced in business life insurance. Stay tuned for more tips on how to use life insurance and annuities to help yourself today and protect your family and business tomorrow. This is Prentice L. Allison, President of SPSI. Toll-free number is 877-902-9048. I wish you well, and to God be the glory.
Welcome back. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You, for Monday, July 16th, 2012. This is a special broadcast, Intergenerational Music for the World. Our host is Mr. Harry Dennis. Let's welcome Harry back to the show. Harry, Hey, hey, that was some good music, too. That was some good music, too. Uh, oh, yeah, that Billy King is funky. Let's welcome my next guest. We keep on rolling. We keep on rolling. Our next guest, okay. Harry, you want to introduce your next guest, Mr. King, Jerry C. King? Yes, this is Mr. Jerry C. King. Uh, the man behind the groove. Uh, I've known him for a long time now. And he once told me, <laughs> if him and a bear were in a fight, they help the bear. Oh, <laughs> and I used to wonder why. <laughs> when we first met years ago in the music industry, <laughs> but I just seen, <laughs> seen his tenacity and the way he got these fly-by-night labels, I know exactly what he meant. <laughs> so, Jerry King, could you please tell us a little something about yourself? Oh, Lord have mercy. That, that was a good one, Harry. Uh, first, I want to say hello out there in Radio Land. How's everybody going? Hope everybody's well. Hope everybody's cool in Chicago land because it's blazing hot. Keep yourself cool. Uh, I want to thank Sonia for having us, having me on the show. I want to thank my brother, Harry Dennis. Uh, for, for bringing me, inviting me, sticking up for me to have me as a guest. Uh, what do you want to know about hey, from the beginning? This was some pretty uh, nice to me. Yeah. Oh, well, well, thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, I think he, uh, I heard a couple of tunes. Uh, if you want to know, I wrote and produced everything in the last five minutes that you just heard. Yeah, you've been producing. <laughs> <laughs> I produced some songs, of course, with Harry Dennis as well as some songs with Curtis McClain. Curtis has, uh, like he was telling you, these guys are talking about, well, let me say this first. Uh, you talk about legends in the game of house music. They are indeed legends, but, you know, I, I consider like, you know, what is it, Paul Bunyan and all those guys, like legends. You're right. But, You're with us. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So legends kind of like they come. And they're gone, and we have we tell stories about them, but we don't see them anymore. These guys actually have current singles out right now uh, on uh, several labels. I mean, they're still doing it, just like it was 
1984-85. So, you know, that's a that's a great thing to, to have.
Yeah. Hey, you will be seeing her all over the place shortly. Uh, but she has a wonderful voice. And wonderful. she's to work the crowd. Works the crowd. Yeah. Wonderful voice. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's uh, saved my soul. And then we had that that tune by you. But you say you were just Marshall Jefferson piano player. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was uh, that was a. I think that was a year and a half ago. We did that one. It was called Be Free. And I wrote that's the inspiration for that song. Okay, uh, when you uh, and this is maybe a word of encouragement for people out there. When you have something that you want to do, there will be a lot of people that tell you you can't do it. And, and, and a lot of times, you should use that as a maybe as a signal. You know, sometimes guys talk to us and we don't really realize. When a lot of people are telling you you can't do something, then that's probably the thing you should do. <laughs> you know, you know, if you know in your mind that you can do this, uh, people around you will tell you you can't. And it, that song was called "Be Free," and uh, it was it was really uh, my announcement that I was actually uh, my announcement to myself. And then my announcement to the world that, you know, you can say what you want about me, but I'm going to do what I have to do. I got to do what God told me to do. Okay. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. Uh, So, now, as we were talking, I'm trying to stay away from, uh, I'm trying to to really stay away from this house music, but it keeps coming back to it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, so. You know, all these tunes that we heard from you, it was a little bit of everything. You know, you had R&B, you had ambient, you had gospel, you know. And uh-huh. I, I, want, I want to ask you, what do you think? Has house music, uh, has house music really expanded? Uh, well, i got to say, you know, house music, I mean, if you look at what they have in dance music nowadays, or, or they call it dance, but it actually came from house, and I, I'm one that's not. I'm not. I'm not one that's with the old and not with the new, and I'm not with the new and not with the old. I love music. You know, like I said, I came from classical, literal classical music, and I turn around and look at the music now, uh, and I say, well, you know, all of this kind of surrounds itself around house music. Uh, all the stuff we're listening to now, you, you got some songs by Neo, you got Usher, everybody's converting over to dance because it's an expression of freedom. Uh, it, it, there's a drive to it, there's a, a universal culture to it that 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 uh, really just extends just so greatly that it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, we all... We all love that beat. I mean, just that simple beat, that boom, 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 boom. Who's not going to dance? You can just tap your foot. That's the easiest motion there is. And uh, I really think a lot of the classical music, a lot of the pop music, a lot of the neo-soul, house music is one style that everything can fit into. Uh, All the, you know, all together. I mean, it can all, they can all blend in house music because house music, if you saw, like, at the picnic uh, and, and events like that across the globe. It was a great picnic, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, across the globe, you see everybody. Uh, you see people from France. You see people 
from England. You see people from Las Vegas. You see people from Miami. You see people from every walk of life, every nationality, every creed, every color, everything, loving house music. So that lets you know that, you know, it is one of the, you know, it, it will never die. It may transform, but it it will never die. I think we like a magnet, man. You know, we like everybody. We're pulling everybody into, you know, the, the blues field. The dance, yeah, yeah, you know, everything. The R&B, everybody come doing something in the house. Kind of, you know, right, 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 definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, while we're on this, I want to ask you something else. Uh, I want I want you to tell me about the dark side of this music business. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, man. Like we are. oh, my goodness. Lord have mercy. <laughs> well. All right. Uh, well, first of all, uh, let me say this. Uh of course, like, they, this is my theory. In life, you have, you know, how do I put this? Let me put this the right way. Um, and on a battery, at the top of the battery, you have a positive plus sign. On the back, on the bottom part of the battery, you have a negative sign. Uh, I see where you're going with this. They're opposing charges, but they give you energy. <laughs> And without those two charges, you will not get energy. Uh, it, and, and that's just the way it is. Uh, in the music business, you have pitfalls. You have just like in everything else in life, you have people trying things. You have the sex, the drugs, the rock and roll, all of that stuff. Any, you got to think about it like this: anything you can get rich off of quickly, everybody's after. So uh, there will always be people trying to steal music. There will be people trying to take advantage of people in the, in the arts, all those different types of things. Uh, and that's just the way it is. So, you know. But all in all, if you are going into the music business, to anybody, black entrepreneur, black person who is trying to, or any person of any color for that matter, Who's trying to get into music? Make sure that you protect yourself. Make sure you copyright yourself. Make sure you know what you're doing, because uh, you walk in as a sheep, looking at wolves, but they'll dress like sheep. Yeah. And you got to be careful. I think all of us, all of us in the in the music business, have a story of one time or another where we got where we didn't get what we should have gotten. But, you know, God is always able because sometimes you can come back and get those things later. Yeah. But just always make sure of your business. Like anything else, it is a business. You may be in it for the love of music, but some other people are in it for the love of money. <laughs> so, so you got to make sure that what you're doing is uh, you're able to cover yourself from every angle. Uh, Harry and, and Curtis can tell you I spend most of my time when I'm not in the studio trying to record, I spend most of my time doing paperwork, trying to ensure that things stay the way they should be. But it's a wonderful thing once you take care of your business. Yeah, and and this, I think, is a, a good question for you to hear. Uh, where do you see yourself uh, one, two, maybe three years from now? Oh, man, uh, 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 in a mansion with a, with a yacht and a... Uh, uh, all type of stuff. 
I see myself in a, in a very great place, a very great place in, in, a, in a year or two, probably in a year, because I've been working uh, feverishly to uh, yeah, I, I see. On, some, on some different projects to make, make sure that it goes that way. So with the grace of God, by the grace of God, and uh, with everybody's prayers out there, uh, we will bring that open to fruition. And uh, another question. Who was the hardest, hardest, uh, hardest that you ever dealt with uh, in terms of getting something done? Uh, so I'm laughing. It's an inside joke because Harry already knows. Uh, I, let me say, first of all, it was a... It was an experience, and it was a great experience working with this artist. I just did a track uh, about four months ago with yeah. the legendary Ava Cherry. Ava what? Cherry. Uh, what, she was Luther? Yeah, she sang background for Luther Vandross. She sang background for David Bowie. She was actually David Bowie's girlfriend. Well, uh, oh, love yeah. interest, as they would say, no. for, for a number of years. Uh she, she was, you know, she traveled with Luther everywhere. If you saw a Luther concert with him on stage, that was, she was there. So uh, one of the, I will say that she has one of the most rich voices I've ever heard. It was just, you know, hearing her across the microphone was like, wow. Uh, now let's get to the, let's get to the other side of that. Uh, and there really wasn't a, that was hard, and not necessarily because it was her fault. It was probably uh, hard because I was not used to. Well, first of all, as we know, that Ava, if she sang with Luther, you know, she had to be up there, and uh, uh, she had to be more seasoned as far as years go. Uh, but Ava came from another system. Uh, we record now. Man, there's so much stuff that, you, I mean, a person that knows nothing about music can record right now. You know, in this age of technology, uh, we can do anything and everything with a computer. The stuff, I'm still learning what we can do with computers, you know, saying that I'm actually a, a musician. It, it's a, it amazes me sometimes to speak. So are you saying she's from the era of horse and buggy? <laughs> No, Ava's not from the era of horse and buggy. She actually, and I would say this with all respect, she's actually from the era when they actually had to do work to do music. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is And that's and 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 that's what we're lacking right now. People can throw stuff together. There's so many people out here now that just throw. Uh, a beat that they found somewhere or a sample or whatever they found or pre-sold, you know, tracks now. They actually, back in those days, actually had to sit with a two-inch tape, record to a two-inch tape, and if one person messed up, they had to start all over again. Or either they had to go with what they had. And, I mean, you're talking about nowadays I may spend a collective total... uh, percentage of hours, maybe, you know, maybe 20, 25, 30 hours on a song, on a particular song to bring it to perfection, depending on how good that song. Now, 
good the song is or how complex it is. I may spread that out over a period of weeks to get that done. Uh, but back then, they might be working on the song for three months. And, and, so, and, and you know, the artists may come in and sing, but there weren't no, there's a lot of those tricks you can do to a voice now to make it right. You can do that back then. What you sing is what you what you got. You know, uh, like uh, when I I do some production, I've worked with uh, the great Curtis McLean. I worked with Harry Dennis, and you know we uh, we did some songs, and and, and uh, I know Kurt went home like I didn't like that text. <laughs> but when it came back, when he heard the finished product, he said, "Oh, oh, hello." <laughs> You know, there's things I can do now. <laughs> but, see, back then, there was nothing you knew. What you went home with was what you heard when it came back. And I think that uh, Ava, going back to the subject, didn't have that understanding from being out of that game for a little while. So she didn't know that I could do all of those things. Now, I think that she has the utmost respect for me at this particular point because she heard the finished product. But you can't explain what a finished product is. You can only give them one. You know, so there it is. That was the hardest one I had to work with. Man, that, that sounds like a real doozy uh, there. No, it was actually good. We have a great song uh, that we'll be putting out shortly. You yeah. should, should be looking for it. Uh, did you uh, have to know about this other label that, that tried to put that song out? Exactly what you're doing. 
And 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 please believe me when I say exactly what you're doing, and, uh, or where to go to, or you build something uh, independently. Because let me tell you, by the time you work with a major record label, uh, I know people who have actually done songs and they're still they're in debt to the you know. There was an article one time I saw that said. Uh, uh, a record label gave a person a million dollar advance. By the time they sold, their song sold four million copies, and and uh, after it sold all those copies, they still ended up owing the record company off of a million dollar advance. You got to watch your business. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. And so now there's no point in doing all that. Well. Uh, that was, man, that's sad, real sad. So we're about to take another break now. <clears throat> Great. Uh, some good dialogue, guys. Thank you. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Tonight's segment is Intergenerational Music for the World with our guest host, Mr. Harry Dennis. His guests are Mr. Curtis McLean and Mr. Jerry C. King. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Want to remind you to listen to Black Wall Street USA every Thursday evening right here from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Our host is Mr. Ron Carter, publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to bring all of our guests back for a round table. So stay with us, please. We appreciate you. Thank you, Sonia. I appreciate you.
but never end. Imagine that you can. A place. A place where you want to be. Time marches on. Time marches on. Time marches on. Time marches on. We're back, and uh, you're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network tonight. Segment is intergenerational, intergenerational music for the world with guest host Mr. Harry Dennis, and I, I love hearing what's going on. I can listen to some more of this. His guests are Mr. Curtis McLean and Mr. Jerry C. King. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network and author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010, and Mr. Dennis's co-host for this show. I want to remind you to listen to Black Wall Street USA every Thursday evening right here at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Here on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. This week we're going to be talking about the uh, black news media. Is it live? Is it dead? How, how do black folks communicate now. You know we're not all on the Internet. There is a digital divide, not only among black youth, but among black businesses and the average black citizen. They're not on the net. So with the black newspaper literally dying off one by one by one by one by one, 
how do black folks communicate in America? Also, to be a sponsor, contact us at 773-609-2226. That's 773-609-2226. I love that. What was that? So deep, Harry. I like that. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's, hey, that's a mix of all the music, the house music, what we're going to put out, Sonia. Great. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a mix of everything. Wonderful, wonderful. Harry, tell us, uh, okay, that, tell us about your new project that you got out, and then you can bring your guests back. Tell us what you got out now, what you're doing right now. Uh, well, my new project, uh, I just did the Jungle Ones album, which is me and Marshall Jefferson, and uh, Curtis McLean, and Ron Trent and Larry Heard, and, and then I released this project, me and uh, Mr. Jerry King, and uh, Kim J and my son, Deshaun Dennis, uh, we we done a project, and then... Me and Jerry King did a project. <laughs> so it was like, it was, I, I'm, I'm just doing projects. I just, work. I'm, I'm possibly working. You're working. <laughs> yeah. Get it, and where, get it in. Where is all this going to lead to? What, what what are you planning, Harry? Where all of this recording, all of this, you're putting all this music back out there. Is well, it the hardest well, sorry, sorry, I'm just doing this really for the love of it, you know, love of the game. And that's that's real. I might not never get rich, but you know, somewhere down the line, one day my name might go down in history. You know, some some little kid will be sitting up in the room and they'll be saying, uh, "So who was Harry Dennis and what did he do?" You know, that'll be enough for me. <laughs> cool, that's cool. Uh, and uh, where can they go to listen to your music? Where can they find your music at, Harry? Man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sonia, they can find it like uh, on, U- on YouTube. You know, if they go to Harry Dennis, they'll find a lot of my stuff. Or if they go into Jungle Ones, they'll find a lot of my stuff. Or if they have to go into Fingers Inc. or Mr. Fingers, they'll find some of my stuff. Uh, uh, if you type in Harry Dennis on Amazon, uh, it brings up a lot of the singles that he has out. Because a lot of the current songs that we just put out, uh, they're on Amazon, iTunes, all that. The one you just played is actually on iTunes, uh, the uh, Another Gray Afternoon. That's on iTunes as well. Uh, he has a he has songs from everywhere, every, all, all of us, all of us, too. So, yeah. yeah. Great, great. Harry, why don't you bring your guests back and uh, have a roundtable in the music industry? Okay. Curtis, Jerry, let's do this thing here. Okay, this is my first question I want to ask. Uh, uh, let's talk about let's talk about ourselves and uh, the projects that we're working on currently. Uh, Curtis, first, um, talk about ourselves um, and the projects we're working on. Um, well, um, I'm Curtis McLean. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the projects that I'm working on, I'm working on the new Curtis McClain album, which um been a couple of releases. Um, All Life, which was um 
Sydney produced by Jerry C. King. Woohoo! Right, right. Jerry C. King. <laughs> this turns into the Jerry C. King show. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> um, I got all right. Um, then I I did a track um called City Life. Now both of these tracks are available. Um, City Life, which was written by um Joe Long and Lee Pearson Jr. Lee wrote the lyrics and Joe did the music and it was produced by Marcus Jefferson. Um. Now I got an EP that's about to come out with the Satisfaction, which has got like three tracks on it: Satisfaction, Missing You, and Mission. Um, I co-wrote. I co-wrote Mission. Uh, it's not house. It's a little R&B-ish, but hopefully uh, it's a nice tune. Uh, hopefully the DJs get a hold to it and put a house mix on it, so it'll be able to be bumped in the clubs. Um, and I haven't finished my album yet, but it's. it's it's getting a buzz because Marshall is in the UK and where everywhere he goes, he plays little snippets of uh, all of our new stuff to see how the, uh, the crowd responds to it. And he calls me all the time and says, getting pretty good feedback um, of everything that I'm doing, uh, which those songs are not finished. So um, hopefully um, when he gets a strong enough response, say, all right, dude, come on, let's finish this track here, and then, you know, I'll be satisfied. Um because, like I say, when we was doing stuff back in the day, um, you know, the first take, you know, and, and this this was Marshall's thing. He loved the raw, right? He loved the rawness about everything. And what he would do, we would go in and do the demo, and he would take it down to the music box and let Ron Hardy bump it. And if the crowd, you know, if you heard one person out there say "whoa, whoa," Jay was at the person trying to have it pressed up. You know, and I'm like, wait a minute, Jay, we're not gonna do it this way this time. Um, until I'm comfortable with that song going out, that's when that song will go out. So uh, he understands, you know. So um, I got that work uh, working on. Um, I'm working on a documentary. Um, I got to get a few more people. Um, it's Move Your Body documentary. Um, uh, we did the Move Your Body shoot. Um, yeah. Had a lot of the um, yeah, yeah. right, the Godfathers, the Godfathers of the house, and you'll see a lot of them um, in this video. <clears throat> And it's a documentary that accompanies the video. It's going to be out on DVD. Um, it's going to be a big DVD release party for this project. Um, and it's not going out because I told them there's certain people that I must have on this documentary. Um, we got people in the U.K. that they got to go interview. Then they got to come back here and interview some more people here um, because I said I refuse to let this documentary go out without these people being a part of it. So basically... Um, my album, um, my Move Your Body documentary, um, um, that's it. And I need some Facebook friends. I need some <laughs> He has one more thing. He just had a release of, uh, like, Retired from the Old to the New. Uh-huh. And we have, he has a, a remix, uh, Matt, uh, remix by Benny Bonassi. All right. And right, right, record right. He has a, about a million views. Right.
That's a, that's a very interesting tale you got there. <laughs> hey, so, Jerry, uh, you are next. Okay. All right. What am I doing now? Okay. Uh, well, currently, like I said, in November, this past November, I was uh, blessed to do it. And thank you again, Curtis, for allowing me to do a song. It was, it was an honor. Yeah. We did a song called All Right, which is out now. Currently, uh, it's on open house recording. Uh, Marshall Jefferson, uh, uh, the, uh, the label that's, you know, Marshall Jefferson, Chauncey, Alexander, right? Yeah. yeah. And David D. Run that label. Run that label. Uh, and uh, I also have put, Jesus, okay, let me let me remember. Right, well, let me first say I have two labels right now currently. Uh, full distribution, you can find them in any of the major online stores, iTunes, Amazon, uh, wherever it is. If you wherever you are in the world, you can find these songs. Uh, Three hundred online stores. Uh, it is called one label is called Kingdom Digital Music. The other one is called Legends Digital Music, and we are like the legends are for for the great. Ones. And we got uh, we have uh, right now we have Harry Dennis. We uh, you just heard one of the songs that's on a label from Barcelona, Spain called Epoch Music. That's called Gray Afternoon. I mean, uh, if you just Google that title, it just comes up everywhere, like 100 pages of it. By the way, that's me singing on it. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, we also did a song called Get Up. Uh, that's Harry Dennis. Uh, MJ. Deshaun, which is Harry's son. And, you know, that, that, that says something. That's a legacy where you could bring your offspring. Into the game, and that song actually right now is number twenty-two in Italy. Uh, right. We got, <laughs> we got we got projects forthcoming with Curtis and Harry. Yeah. Uh, a song that's uh, you've heard this song, uh, Donnie, mm-hmm. and we're doing it over for twenty twelve. Okay. And it's gonna be some. It's gonna be really something special. <laughs> uh, we got out from all over the globe. Uh, we have Lady Mary Sound from Rome, Italy. Uh, Groove Addicts from New York. Uh, I even got a demo in today from someone in Japan. So we'll be putting, you'll be seeing a lot from uh, Jerry C. King, I guess, and, and all of us together in the form of those labels. We'll just keep putting out songs until we can't put them out. Yeah, that's that's it. We be on it. <laughs> but uh, now I got something else. Another question. Uh, there's one one bond that we all share, you know. And I really love this guy. You know, it, he back in the day when I came to him with, let's do this. He he hopped in. He said, yeah, let's do it. So and that guy that I'm talking about is Marshall Jefferson. Okay. You know. Oh, Marcus. Oh, Marcus is truly a pioneer. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can put some rag time on top of my house. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I remember we all used to compete, you know? It was see who was by the best, you know? And then Marcus had to throw the bomb in. He had to drop the. That atomic bomb <laughs> <laughs> that stopped all the fun. Right. 
I can say something about that, that song that, that we dropped. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, good. Right, right. So I was like, I was, I was talking with Rocky Jones. Um, this was after my comeback, and I was, I went down to meet with Who Rocky, Rocky Jones. Rocky Jones. Rocky Jones. <laughs> but Rocky Jones was the the, uh, the owner of DJ International label. Um, and Rocky had been trying to get get a hold to me once he found out um, that I was coming back. And um, I went and met with him, and he was telling me about Chip E. He was like, um, Chip E say it's, it's a song that's missing that's that's going to make house music what it is. He's like, he told he said, Rocky Jones say, Chip E came and told him, he said, Rocky, I'm going to make that song. So when I was down here talking with Rocky, he told me, he said, Chip came to me, he said, when he heard Move Your Body, he said, Chip came to me and said, Rocky. Somebody already did it. <laughs> so he was, he was like, and I said, what song was he talking about? Rocky, he's like, he said, move your body. He said, that was a big compliment to you. He said, because Chip was like the front runner in house music at, at the time. I mean, everything Chip was doing, I mean, people were eating it up in the clubs. And when we did move your body and move your body hit big Oh, man. I mean, move your body was so, and this is the crazy part about it. Um, Move Your Body was on a cassette tape for for over six months. Um, DJs were coming from all over the world getting a copy. They were even playing Move Your Body in the U.K. off a cassette tape in clubs. And when Move Your Body got to the U.K., um, the Europeans came over to interview us. Now, we were in the studio recording the 24-track version uh, for Rocky Stones, which the original version is an 8-track version that was recorded in a basement studio. Um... The Europeans got a hold to it, and they came to the United States to interview these guys that made Move Your Body. So while we're in the studio recording the 24-track version of Move Your Body, these guys are in there interviewing us. Now, Larry Sherman, who ran Tracks Records, didn't want to release Move Your Body because he told the Europeans, he's like, that's not house music. He said, I'll take you to every club in Chicago that's playing house music, and I guarantee you, you will not hear Move Your Body being played in the clubs. Larry took the Europeans to every club that he knew was playing house house music. Every club he took them to was playing Move Your Body. Larry, this was Saturday. This was Saturday. Larry goes in, opens up the plant on a Sunday morning, starts it up, Move Your Body. So that project with Rocky Jones got squashed. But yeah, that was crazy to me because how they look at this song, and even to this day, um, just like when they play Move Your Body, um, me and Harriet went to the Chosen Few Picnic, which is a big picnic here uh, for House Music in Chicago. Uh, and the DJ played Move Your Body. And me and, Harry, me and Harry were sitting there. All you saw was in the air. All you saw was hands. And I was like, I'm looking at Harry like, Harry, I don't believe it. And we're walking through the crowd, so it's so funny because nobody knows who we are. Oh, yeah, right. And they, this one young lady is screaming. I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm looking at it, so Harry's walking that. Wow. You know, but yeah. But even, and even this year, when they advertised the house right. on on uh, Channel yeah. 7, when right. it came on the news, all of a sudden, the song that they played that identified house music was Marshall Jefferson and Curtis McClain. Ooh, you know, you know, but let me, uh, I got I to gotta tell mine about Marshall. Okay. Yeah. Like I was 
saying, I owe, I kind of owe everything that I know about music to Marshall. That was what inspired me. I was actually a classical uh, pianist uh, when this all started. And I was doing church stuff. And uh, uh, Chauncey found out, Chauncey uh, runs the label with Marshall. And he found out that I had a uh, perfect pitch. And they back then they were trying to come across an idea. Now, this was later in the game. This wasn't in the beginning of the game. This was about 90, 91. And they found out I had perfect pitch. Now, at this time, particular point, Marshall was working with, uh, he had a deal with Universal, and he was recording stuff with Byron Stingley, Reggie Hall, all those different people, down at Universal Studios when it was on Randolph downtown, and they brought me into this studio. Now, uh, I had first started, you know, when I when I was around that age, we were just in the basement on 63rd and Artesian doing uh, music. But when I went to a studio on the fifth floor of downtown Chicago and all this stuff, I, I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Right, right, right. Uh, that's, that's all. And then uh, there's a song, uh, on actually on Curtis's new EP, Two things. I'll just say two things. Marshall took me to meet a guy who is now the present leader of the Chicago Field, Chicago Jazz Philharmonics. His name is Orbert Davis. Uh, he actually scored one of my songs 20 years ago, but he just recently scored uh, Satisfaction. Well, he didn't score it. We actually did that together with the horns. Marshall, me, and a couple of other horn players. Eddie Dunn, uh, Steve came through, and every new church came through and did some a fantastic job with horn arrangements. We recorded that, that down in my studio, LMG. And But 20 years ago was the first time I got to hear Orbert do his thing. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, that was what I wanted to do forever. So, so Marshall and Orbert uh, were like my just... I mean, huge influences. Uh, and, and i got to tell you, if you watch, I don't know how many people have had the privilege of watching Marshall work. Uh, they say, they tell me I'm I'm kind of out there when I get in, in the studio. But, I mean, I think that's where I got my, my ethic from is watching them just sit there, when, you know, uh, and just sit with a song until it's done and do nothing else until that song is done, you know, uh, uh, one of the true geniuses of our time. Yeah, yeah. yeah that Marsh, he, he is a genius. Uh, so, uh, my my last my last question of the day is uh, what what do you what do you think of the music today? What 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 do you think of music today? Um. Music is music. I mean, it's, it's good music and it's bad music. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly. I mean, music is music. I mean, I mean, I don't trip. You know, you got a lot of people out there that don't like techno. You got a lot of people out there that don't like trance. Um, anything but country. I mean, I like, I like, I love country. <laughs> I mean, one of my, I was a, I was one of uh, Randy Travis's biggest fans with that. Um, I'm gonna love you forever. Um, um, I mean, all music. If it's good, um, yeah. if it's yeah. good, I mean, 
You know, I mean, you had bad songs back in the 60s, the 50s. Um, but, I mean, it's like if it's good music, it's good music, no matter what genre of music it is. So, um, uh, like I say this, um, with House, you know, they didn't put so many labels, uh, uh, different types of House. You know, House is House, you know. Um, it's just a certain House that I... You won't hear me particularly doing it. I mean, and if I do do it, um, I'm going to give it, um, you know, like I say, from hanging out with Jay, you know, Jay was like an innovator. Jay was, he listened to rock music. Wait, nobody knew that. No, no. This was Jay's thing. When we were working at the post office, me and Marshall met at the post office. Marshall, Marshall was right. Marshall is Jay. When I say when I, 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 I feel funny calling Marshall Marshall, um, you, you might hear me call him Jay Jason. So if you hear me say Jay or Jason, I'm referring to Marshall Jefferson. Um, Marshall was a rock fanatic. He came to work in rock t-shirts, split up jeans, and loafers. That's how he dressed. I mean, he was a rock. He didn't even listen to R and B, and that was the funny part about how he got into this dance music because Marshall has no rhythm. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is true. He, Marshall has no rhythm at all, but he, yeah, oh, he's got good taste. Um, but the brother had a vision, and I had to, I, I had told uh, a friend of mine who was our road manager um, um, 20 years later, I said, man, I said, you know what? I said, Marshall had a vision, and I said he believed in that vision. And I said, if I was to see that brother today, I said, I would walk up, shake his hand, and tell him, you were right, I was wrong. Because Marshall had a, a vision that was unbelievable. And he believed in his vision, and now I'm starting to believe in his vision because the brother, I mean, the, everything he, and I mean, you knew his sound. The brother had a signature sound. You knew when you heard that first note if he had anything to do with that track. Yeah. You know. So yeah. um but music is music. I mean good music is good music, you know, bad music is bad music. It's still the same to me, you know. But um I'm gonna give it to you, Jerry C. King. Well, okay, all right. Uh my my thoughts on it is uh you know, I, 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 well I'm 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 gonna go straight to the uh, the question that everybody would, would go to talking about auto tune and all that different stuff. I would like to say it in, in one way, and I, and I love to use references. Okay, uh, there was a time when uh, musicians sat with a grand piano, and that's all they uh, that's all they used. They use the grand piano. Well, nowadays, well, before we got to now, in between that, Stevie Wonder came out with a Clavinova or a Wurlitzer Rhodes. And they looked at him and said, that's not real piano. That's not real piano. Well, then the next thing you know, uh, some years later, Roger comes along with a, with a thing hanging out the side of his mouth. And Computer Love today is one of my favorite, one of my favorite songs. And that's, yeah, 
and and it was because he used something to make different sounds. All music is this sound. Yeah. So today, and every and let me say this: every generation needs their mark. They want to recycle or, or, or use technology to change the stuff we already do. Yeah. Yeah. So if they want to use auto tools, let them do it. Yeah. If they want to do it, whatever they want to do, we do we do what we do. Right. They do what they. And sometimes they cross because I gotta tell you, uh, Curtis McClain, I gotta tell him. Right. When he comes to the studio with me, the first thing he wants is to hit that auto tune with it. Put the auto tune on the mic. Okay, Kurt. All right. I mean, you know, I mean, it's all in. It, it's better to know music first, then you know how to use those tools. But if you don't and it helps you, hey, I mean, there's, there, you know, there's better equipment to give a person a heart transplant nowadays. Are we not supposed to use it? Am I supposed to use an old rusty knife to cut you up? I mean, it is what it is. Things evolve. You know, don't tell me about where we were if you're not going to tell me where we're going. If that's the case, then the people that need they're going somewhere just need to come to you to find out where they came from, you know, and not and nothing else. Okay. Hey. Hey, Kurt. What's up? Kerry. Come on. We need these contact information from you, brother. Because this okay. was a, a very clever conversation. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, our Black All News Are You, for Monday, July 16, 2012. They have, they're having some great dialogue. I think they're having too much fun over there. And uh, I'm Sonia Cassandra, producer, founder of Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Our guest tonight was Mr. Curtis McLean and Mr. Jerry C. King. Mr. Harry Dennis did a great job in hosting us tonight. I want to remind you to listen to Black Wall Street USA this Thursday evening, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. If you'd like to sponsor our show, our number is 773-609-2226. Harry, you back with us over there? Hey, you back? Okay. Hey. What's okay. up? We okay. We okay. Great show, guys. Uh, Mr. Hey, McCoy, why don't you? Yes. Yeah. Did you get? Did you get it? I mean, uh, the whole the whole snow. Yes, we got. We don't know when the phone comes. We don't know when it comes out. <laughs> I I was talking about you when you left. I said, hey, I don't know what they're doing over there. They're having too much fun over there. Dropping the phone. Who knows what they're doing? But it's been a great <laughs> show, uh, Mr. McClain. Oh, okay. uh, you got sixty seconds or so. A couple of minutes of final oh. words or comments. What? You got some. I was asked for their final comments. We're closing out the oh, show now. Final oh, final comments. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I want to thank uh, everybody that supported everything that we've, we've done and the things that we're doing now. Uh, Sonia, I want to thank you, Miss Sonia Fadoo. And I'll be hitting you up on Facebook, Sonia, because um, we, we will keep in contact. Um, and I can be reached at um, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Curtis McLean. That's C-U-R-T-I-S-N-C-C-L-A-I-N. Um, you can find some of my, some things about me on open, www.openhouserecordings.com. Um, you can find my music on Track Source, iTunes. Um, that's basically it. Okay, and uh, Jerry C. King, I can't get any more friends on uh, 
the first Facebook page. But you, <laughs> but uh, I got a second Facebook page, and it's getting close. So uh, look for me on Jerry C. King page two. Or just say Jerry C. King two. Uh, also look up uh, on iTunes. Look for Kingdom Digital Music or uh, Legends Digital Music. You can find me there. Uh, everywhere like that. If uh, somebody wants, if somebody wants to uh, turn a demo or something for us to put out, send it to Kingdom Submissions at Gmail dot com. Kingdom Submissions at Gmail dot com. And here's Harry. Hello, Ray. Harry. Yeah. Yeah. So my information basically is you can find it. Hey, so you can you can find me at uh uh on Wikipedia, Harry Dennis, musician. Or you can get me on Facebook, Harry Dennis. I'm the one with the I'm the guy with the blue man is my friend. My buddy from high school. So uh that's it. That's it. Great show, Harry. Great show, Harry. And I go to your page, Harry, on Facebook. I see everybody's music but yours. But that's cool. Harry posted music all day all day long. Every now and then you see Harry's music. Every now and then. <laughs> but Mr. Hey. King, yes, Harry. Hey, Sonia. Hey, Sonia, I want you to remember, vote for our President Barack Obama this time. Don't vote for the other man like you did last. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm up for Barack. I'm up for Barack. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did see the Obama effect. It was a good movie. I want yeah. to remind everybody to go to YouTube. They got the White Hoods on. That's called their YouTube ID, and they are tearing that movie up over okay. there. It's so yeah. derogatory and negative. They are tearing it to pieces. They haven't even seen the movie, but they're acting a fool on you. They're already tearing it up. <laughs> tearing it up over there. So go over yeah. there, help a brother out, help a brother out. Um, okay. And, um, you know, go over there, look at the trailer, leave a comment for the trailer because they are coming out in the thousands. And Groves trying to down it. Just, just to leave remarks on that YouTube page for the Obama effect. But, you know, you, you can't keep us down. I, you know, of course, I did an interview with Charles S. Dutton a week before and a half. Right, and he was in Chicago right. last week for the premiere. But uh, if you can, people, if you can, get something to say about Obama, if you are a supporter, even if you're not, you know, go over there because what you see over there. Is reality. That's what I got to say. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mr. King, yep. Um, yep. since you're a classic pianist, I did this show before with Boise Queen, uh, Boise Queen, who is uh, a classic, classic pianist. Uh, Mr. King. Okay. And uh, yes, okay. that's the that's the only time I did this show. I did one other intergenerational music for the world with Mr. Boise Queen who is a classic pianist, and I want to send you his music because it makes you stand still. It's just okay. that phenomenal. It is just that I'm, I'm not into classical. Well, I'm into classical a little bit, but everybody <laughs> says the exact same thing about his music. And Mr. Queen, and I'll just share this with the audience in our last minute, 
Mr. King, Mr. Queen, went into the hospital. He's in his 60s and survived stage four cancer in his neck and in his brain because he wanted to play his piano. And he is back playing his grand piano. Amen. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I will, I got your email. I will send that to you as well. Harry, thank you. We're going to do something again. You know, don't go away. We'll be going to do something again. I'm not sure. But we're going to work on it again. I think it was a great show. Um, I wish you would let me know. (laughs) We're going to get some great hits on this. You know, our show's in archives forever and ever and ever. Thank you for listening this evening. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, connecting black businesses across Chicago and the world since 2008. I want each of you to come over and join us. We get more than a a thousand people there, and uh, that's what we do. We connect. Look forward to seeing you Thursday night with Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street District, Chicago, publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. We'll be right here on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Good night. Thank you, Sonia. Thanks, Sonia. Night. Okay. I'll see you. Did you want to plug some of your